So this is a continuation of um, the last episode, uh, which is a conversation that I'm having with Landon Bennett about sales, um, learning about uh, managing uh, or finding and closing on um, larger SaaS uh, customers and larger larger SaaS deals. So uh, if you didn't listen to the first part, go back and listen to that uh, so that this one makes sense. But um, either way, I hope you enjoy it. So I'm going to get right into it. <laughs> no, this is But this I mean, the main awesome. thing is like, you need to ask a lot of questions, get as much information as possible every time. It's like, all you should be doing is asking questions. Like, like the whole call should be questions. <laughs> like, and every, every question they answer, there should be like a question after the answer to like, make sure that you like, you explicitly know everything about everything. And like keep good notes of all this stuff and, you know, record the conversations if you can, I guess. But yeah, like I think, I think those are the big things, finding that compelling event for them to switch, really asking and seeing if they'll, you know, if you can get a commitment from them now, and maybe that's just being honest about like, Hey, I'm going to, I'm going to, if I'm going to prioritize and take a little bit of a risk here, like I, you know, it'd be great if you guys could kind of commit and move forward and like we start working on this stuff because it's looking like it's only going to take me like, you know, a couple weeks to get this stuff out the door. So it'd be great like to get that commitment moving forward, even if it's on a monthly, even if right. month to month, you know, you could go that route. You could even like another option, which is kind of risky is you could do like a money back guarantee. So at least you get, it's like, oh, okay. So you get, you get them to move forward, whether it's monthly or annually with like a 30 day, like out essentially to give you they put their money where their mouth is they've committed and now you can like build the you know you feel a little bit better about like building the features or whatever that you can execute on that and it gives them a little bit more like a de-risk for them like moving forward now because you know they can get out if you don't execute on what you said so i think that's you know again like i would start with that but you know, I try the other stuff first. Something, yeah. Like that's like another that kind of like thing to throw in there if you if you have to. But yeah, so I think those are some of the options. awesome. This is fun. I feel like I'm, I feel like I'm like getting back into the the sales world where I'm like telling like training somebody on on what they should do. It's like helping me remember what the heck I used to right. focus on. Man, I think this is honestly like to me this is what bootstrap companies should be focusing on. Like, but not just like the building in public and like having people kind of slowly trickle in, like there, it just go for like, especially for people that want to stay small. I like, I think that the bigger deals, the bigger deals like big this deal and, building public on Twitter, like it's just, not no, gonna happen. Exactly. The big, a lot of the bigger deal, like they just, that's not where those people are, you know, like they're not, all the people that are on Twitter seeing that stuff are like the same people as us, right? They're like, they're like, yeah, other, exactly, exactly. like indie kind of like bootstrappers and startup people and these bigger companies, especially like companies you're mentioning that are sort of like more like old school, like kind of niche type stuff. Like they're not, they probably don't even have Twitter accounts. Like they're just not, they're not looking at that. And I think, yeah, I mean, there's just a totally different, like the big stuff, like it takes a lot more than just, you know, going through that, that route, like building in public. How do they find you? 
Google. Yeah. Like I, I, honestly, I tried where, Google. That's where the bigger companies go. They go to Google like that. Honestly, like <laughs> that's where it's like Facebook and Google and these like forums like Reddit, Quora, like that's what they're, when, which is just another, that's just like a subset of Google. Cause usually it's just Google, right? Like that's what they're going to do. They're going to, they're going to Google some question, like how do I do whatever, or, it, you know, they're going to Google something and a, they're either going to find stuff like straight off of that Google search or like the actual like companies, or they're going to find these like Quora Reddit pages where other people ask similar questions and like, you need to be in those places because that's where they're, they're going to find it. But yeah, it's, we just don't do, we don't do that much on Twitter. And the same thing in my last company, like we were selling like big, we were selling to pub. That's how I know about like some of these like publishers. Cause we, we sold to publishers at Rigor, which is the last company that we were at. Okay. And yeah. We sold a big, like big publisher, like, you know, Connie Nash, New York Times, CNN, like all these types of companies. And they were either finding out about us through like it, well, for us, it was mostly finding out through like us, like just emailing them forever. Like just okay. emailing, like account-based, you know, sales, account-based marketing. I don't have a ton going on, but I know you always have a ton going on. So I don't, don't want to take. I don't have that much today. I have a lot of more of like project-based stuff, which is good. Okay. But no other. I try to, I try to not do a lot of calls, but they're coming because we're actually in the process of trying to hire a, well, I'm calling the role customer operations manager, which would basically be like still wearing a lot of hats, but all customer oriented. So from support to like knowledge base stuff to collections, managing customer health, like overages, like just basically everything to do with like current customers onboarding. And then I'm just going to move a hundred percent full time. Well, no, not full time, but like 70% of my time will just be sales, like outbound, inbound, like trials, everything sales. And then the other 30% will be like product. And then, yeah, like I'm just going to go all like I'm going hard trying to just like see if I can <laughs> see if we can get this thing to, you know, get this thing to millions in, in revenue. We're not going to do that without having someone like fully dedicated to sales. So for now, that'll be me. And then we'll see if we need to hire a salesperson at some point, but it'll be good. Like, so I'm like trying to hire that for that role and we may hire another engineer at some point this year as well, if we can find somebody, but yeah, trying to, trying to like take it like level, take it to the next, we're hitting that like yeah. scaling kind of like wall. We're hitting like the wall where it's like, if we, you know, kind of getting to the point where like, we can't just do this with a couple people. Like we, if we want to take it to the next level, we've got to make some hires and like get some like core focus on certain areas of the business. Like I can't just, you know, you know how it is. Like you run around and you're doing like, oh, I'm answering this support question. And then I'm jumping over here because <laughs> I gotta do this tax thing. And then I'm jumping over here because I gotta write this blog. Oh wait, I'm halfway through the blog and more support questions. I gotta answer these support questions. And then I'm back over here. Oh, this, I got this deal I gotta work on. I gotta set out this contract. Oh wait, another support question. It's like all day. That's what you're doing. Yeah. And then fa- and then family, obviously right now. Yeah, and the baby home, runs so the room and you're in. like, oh, I got to be a good dad. I can't focus on this stuff. Oh, I'm going to hang out with my baby for a little bit. All right, I'm a good dad. Then you look back and you're like, oh, crap. I don't remember anything I was doing. So I got to like regroup here and like figure out all the, what all these tabs are on here. 
And that's what every day is like. And at some point, you know, you get to some level of like number of customers or like revenue or something where it's just like, well, I'm like hurting the company now. Like I'm dropping the ball. Like when you start dropping the ball, either like, you know, I just, I noticed something the other day on the intercom message we send out, like the main, like welcome message in the app in Adderform, like we, there's a link to a demo video, which is like pretty important if you want to like, that's like one of the key things to like getting going. And I was showing a candidate, I was showing a candidate, like the onboarding and like, kind of like what it looks like and everything. And I clicked on the demo video and sure enough, 404, the dreaded 404. And I'm like, first of all, to the candidate, I was like, well, this is exactly why I'm hiring for this role. Because <laughs> I should never, <laughs> like, this should be known immediately. Like, we should know this. And I just don't have, I'm just not on top of everything all the time. And then I'm like, shit, like, what the heck? What happened? Like, how long has that been a 404? That's like a pretty big deal. So, anyways, yeah, I fixed it like that day, but like, you know, it's just little things like that. You start dropping the ball. I've dropped the ball on like little like sales things, like forgetting to, to follow up because of just all this stuff. And like, we're not reaching out to someone quickly enough, like a new lead when they fault, you know, reply or something like you just can't, you're just not optimizing what you could be doing if you're doing that. And I'm just doing too many things. So I can't, yeah, I just gotta, yeah. focus on. You know, I figure I can do like I feel good about the customer operation stuff, but I think I, I think I do a decent job at it if I was doing it full time. But my natural like what I know and what my experience is on the sales side, I think that's where I can help the company the most. So right, I'm yeah, try to like offload the other things and just like focus on sales. So we'll see what happens. We'll see. It'll either be a big, you know, nothing will happen, or doing like sales. And going outbound, you know, will have like a big effect on the business since we haven't done that and we haven't, it's just been neglected for a long time. So, I mean, I'm sure it'll have a good effect, but I got to find somebody first. So that's going to be, right. that's the hard part, but, but yeah. Like, is that like in a common rule, like, or or is it kind of like customer support slash, like, how are you finding those? It's not a common rule, I would say. I mean... Because normally it's like you're either your customer support, right? You're like a client success person. This is going to be like a hybrid of like that plus like just that. Is, there's probably not enough of that for that to be like a full-time role. But when you take into consideration like, you know, a lot of, a lot of times like at these bigger companies, there's a full-time role for all these customer success people. There's a full-time role for someone that manages like the knowledge base. And makes it an optimize and makes it better. It keeps it fresh. There's a full time role for collection. Like you have financial, you know, you have the finance team, and they're like doing collections when you know for whatever reason the money doesn't come in or credit cards, you know, whatever, right? Like, and then there's like full time people who are kind of keeping track of like just customer like account managers more so, right? Like overages and like trying to get updates and different things those are all like full-time roles and they have the, there's like, teams. and <laughs> so this would be like all of those things. Awesome. Yeah. Scale, yeah. Smaller, but for now it would be all of those things. We also have like customer support folks and like some services folks like in the Philippines. So right. Yeah. The team there, and I haven't figured out how 
that like if I will still kind of like manage that team. Well, we have someone that sort of manages. We have someone on that team that is the lead that like manages that team and they do a great job. But I sort of like I so I'll like work with her. I'm like her manager. So I don't know if this new person would be her manager and I would just check in with them or if like I'll still do that. But so that could be like another piece of the role as well. So there's like a lot. I just need someone to like hand off all customer related stuff to. And like just if anything is like really bad or like really like important, you can like funnel that up to me just for for like sign off or whatever. But like everything else like you handle and I never have to do it again. I am a little scared though because then I won't know what's going on as much. Yeah. (laughs) But but yeah, it's just too much. Like it's just a lot of, it's too distracting. It's like sales and customer support are the most like, not distracting, but like real time. They're not projects. So whatever you're doing, like you gotta stop what you're doing and like go do that thing. Kind of like relatively real time or like quickly. So you don't really like, you can't just kind of like do it async. It's not really... The same with sales. Like if you want to close deals, you can't be just like really kind of doing it like, well, you could do it async, but like you can't, you kind of have to do things quickly if you want to close deals and you want to keep them on a timetable. So it, like, I just can't, I can't do both anymore. So I just got to get, I got to move off of that. But yeah, it's fun to like, hopefully be expanding it and like really kind of yeah. for a while there, Adderform was kind of, you know, we're, not giving it enough time, like a lot of time. It's been fun to like go all in on it and like just give it all of our time. Now that like we we've done that before, but like we did that like in the beginning when we like weren't. Now we have like, serious revenue and then like we have a lot of customers and it's just it's much easier to do that now. And you're more excited to do it when you're like you're like you know not oh my god where am I going to get the next paycheck like where are yeah. Like, where am I going to get just a little bit of money? Like, so we can, you know, we're not going to go out of business kind of thing. Like when, like in the <laughs> very beginning, which is probably where you're, exactly <laughs> where you're, where you're like, yeah. oh. <laughs> we've all been there. Yeah. That's super exciting. Well, I mean, so you're, you're past that. You're, you're past that stuff. Like I'm talking about when you're like trying to get your first couple customers and you don't have any revenue and you're just like, Shh. like you're like three months into it. And you're like, I thought this would go better. Everybody on Twitter says this goes better. Like they, they're like, <laughs> they got to like a million dollars in like five months. Like what's going on right now? Oh, yeah. Man. So yeah, those yeah. are the updates. Yeah. It's still like until we, until I'm at like, what's the, the latest term is like default alive, I guess. Things are, yeah. Things are still pretty well, heavy. If you can land this, if you can land this yeah. deal, you'd be pretty much done. Like not done, but like, but yeah, I'd really push, I'd push for that. The fact that they already have an annual contract in place is a really good sign that you can probably get the same. So I would really, I would really try to push for annual and not, you know, at some point, like you want to get anything you can get to like, at least start working on these you know, features and stuff. But I would really try to get that annual because that'll change, that'll completely change your, your business and your life to get that. <laughs> like if you get, if you get a deal, I mean, even if you got a 10K, you got a 10K deal. I mean, you've got a 5K deal. Like, <laughs> that's going to change your business significantly. Like, if you get a 5K deal up front, that's going to change your business significantly because you don't have to worry about the money side for at least 
12 months. <laughs> like that's, and that gives you just space to like work and not worry and like stress over stuff. So that'll be, that'll be huge. Yeah. Thanks. This is, and this is going to be really helpful. I'm like writing down notes. I'll also be able to listen to this over and over again. So, but yeah, I think this is, this is huge. And I'd also like to like, it'd be cool to do another conversation at some point about like how you guys first kind of identified the ad ops as like that ad ops industry as like, there's room here for like how you identify these type of customers and like go after them. Cause like I'm as like, you know, indie makers, indie hackers, like we're just like not like, and we were just talking about this about like the people that are on Twitter that are building in public and stuff like that's all cool and everything. But if you want to like grow a, a, like you want to build a successful business, it's just, that's just not the, that's not the efficient way to do it. Like there's, there's like larger deals that you can go after and, and just like one or two of these, like we're saying, this is going to completely change my business. If I had been going after this kind of stuff at the very beginning, if I had known where to look and how to like move a process like this along and the questions to ask and stuff, like it's just a different game. Like it's a totally different world. Yeah. You just have to look at like, I mean, there's a lot of ways to do it. Like looking where there's already like communities of groups of people, right? So like Reddit communities and things like that. Like in AdOps, there's a there's a subreddit like AdOps. I think it's just AdOps, and there's it's pretty um, it's very active. It's not huge, right? It's not going to like garner the attention of like the right. marketing subreddit, right? Like marketers or whatever. Like that's probably there's probably like hundreds of thousands of people. So it's smaller than that, but it's very active. They also like, you know, that they're like, they're buying things. I mean, we, at Rigor, we sold to publishers and a lot, and sometimes there was ad ops, like VPs of ad ops that were like involved in using the product, and we knew that they were paying for the product. So like, we knew that they were paying that kind of money for something. So like, if you know that a certain group in a company, like, is there's a whole business unit in the company for like that, like there's a segment, right? Like there's like ad ops people or marketers or like whatever, and they're paying for things may not be your thing, but they're paying for other things that are, and they're paying like significant hundreds of thousands of dollars. They have budgets, so they'll pay for things. So now you just have to figure out what problems they have or sorry, you have to figure out the biggest problems that they have. Right, right. Not just, not just a problem. So you, you know, and you may not work, like some of the bigger problems may seem impossible. Like I can't solve that problem. But like, let's look at the list of like the biggest problems. Like I, I think I said this on your podcast before, but like with Adderform, we had a completely different idea of what we're going to do. And we went, the first thing we did in the business, like before we wrote a line of code or did, you know, did anything, is I cold emailed and cold LinkedIn a bunch of people in the ad tech industry, publishers, agencies, and mostly people in this like ad ops space. And I cold emailed them with my idea of like what we're thinking about building. And that like, I would just love to meet with you to get your feedback. So we went to New York and met with like, like 18 companies and like 18, you know, people at companies. And we talked about our idea, but we also then just asked like, what are your biggest problems? What are your team's biggest problems? And turns out like what we are actually now doing 
were the things that were coming up in those conversations. And we felt that our idea felt really hard compared to some of the things that they mentioned. We were like, I think we could get to a dollar in revenue faster with these other things. Okay. The yeah. That they have, and they don't seem to have a solution to it. So we tried, we tried that. Cause another thing too, is like, if you want to take on this big problem and like, again, you're going to like, hopefully you're going to ask people like, will they pay for that? Or are they already paying for that? Like you have to like verify that. Yeah. Now, they just tell you they'll pay for it. That's not really, it's not the greatest, like you still don't know. So you might as well work on something you can get out quickly so that at least you'll know when you get right. it out that they were like full yeah. of shit or not. Or if you're not on the right track, like maybe you're just a little bit off or like, so like we felt the, the thing we wanted to build, our original idea was difficult and was going to take a long time to get right. So there was a lot of risk in that, especially being bootstrapped. Like we need to get to revenue quickly and see progress quickly. So then like, we were like, we just felt that this other, these other problems they were mentioning, like, you know, we can get something up and running probably in like a month. And at least if we get that going in a month and we get that to them and they're like, they were full of crap and like, they won't pay for it. At least we'll know in a month. <laughs> right. You know, like it's not like we're going to wait. A lot of people do, you know, they just build for six months. They build for a year, even like the, you know, if you raise a bunch of money, you can kind of do that. But if you're not raising money, like you need to get to answers quickly. Like that's all, even if the answer is no, or like you're on the wrong path, you need to get to that answer as quickly as possible. Cause you don't have that much time and financial flexibility to not like, you got to get there quick. So that's why we kind of chose to go with these other ideas, solve these other problems. We didn't hit the nail on the head right away. Like we kind of scuffled around and like found a little bit of a little progress, a little bit of traction, but not enough to like support a real business yet. And just kept kind of trying to iterate and find, and then finally kind of found our lane and then just have kind of gone from there. But yeah, I mean, that's, that's kind of the, that's sort of how it, you got to find where the money's at most. It's really hard to find, you know, they talk about like starting, what do you call it? Like creating a market or creating like a category. It's so hard to do that. Really, really hard to do that. A lot of times it takes money to do that. Like that, like Terminus, my wife's old company or their claim to fame is like, they started the ABM market. Like they kind of created a category and like they raised a lot of money and they use that money to create like a separate business unit within the company that strictly focused on creating a category and had nothing to do with Terminus. Wow. So they like, they like put on conferences called flip the funnel. So they're ABM's ideas that you flip this like funnel on its head and like you go, it's the opposite approach of like, right. account-based management. Is it account-based marketing, marketing, right? So instead okay. of focusing on leads, you focus on accounts. That's about all I know. <laughs> yeah, you can look up Flip My Funnel or look up account-based marketing. I'll kind of explain it. But So they started a separate entity, still owned by the same company, but it was called Flip My Funnel. And they put on conferences. And it was about like creating this category of account-based marketing. And it was really successful in doing that. They would have never been able to do that if they had not raised all that money. But like, you know, it worked in that sense. So my, my point is like, it's really hard to create a category. So if you're thinking you have this like new idea that's like going to revolutionize this, like all this, you're going to create this new category. Maybe, 
you will. But like, it's really, really difficult to do that. And if you're bootstrapping, like you don't have that much time. So yeah, yeah. like, yeah, you just, you need to go find where the money's already at. And that doesn't necessarily mean going somewhere where there's like, there's already products for that. And like, they pay for it. It's like, does this business unit within a company or this like role, do they have a bunch? Do they pay for things? Do they pay for technology? If the answer is yes, then there's probably a, a market there. They have problems. There's no way they don't, they have other problems, right? Like they have challenges. So if you can solve one of their biggest problems, you can probably get some of that budget. So yeah, at least that's what, <laughs> that's what I that's what's, my, Yeah, exactly. That's what's working for you guys. But yeah, I mean, you could also just go do the same thing you're doing. That's basically what we did at Rigor is there was already a big market for the product that we built. And we took a slightly different approach in certain situations or like in certain ways. And, you know, we were a little bit, you were easier to use. That was like our, our play was that we were, we were, for those that don't know, rigor was in the application performance monitoring space. I don't even know if we're like, am I supposed to be talking like we're on a podcast? No, no, yeah, that's, that's great. APMs monitoring. So like think new relic, Dynatrace, like there's, a bunch of big companies, tons of them. And it wasn't anything revolutionary that we were building, but there was a huge market for it. Multiple companies that were worth like a billion dollars. Like there's money, definitely money there. And where we came, we came in and we, we came with a different, like we're simple, even just by like, we don't have as many features. We have 80% of the features you need. And it's just like simpler, more cost-effective, and then we, we did some cool things with our pricing model to make it like different, not necessarily more cost effective, but like different. And that seemed to help. And then it was just like, we got to go ripping comments out. So it was like very much outbound sales, like emailing, calling, like all that kind of stuff. But we had to, we had like everybody use something. Everyone was using something. So like, you know, that the, that in that case, you know, that the, the market's there, you just have to create a compelling reason why, why you, why now. And like, we had a bunch of different things there and it was different with every competitor against, depending on the competitor we go in with, we had different reasons to make it compelling. Right. Okay. But it was all about ripping incumbents out and everything. And we had a really good churn, like it barely ever had churn. So like, if we could just get in, like we're good. And our average deal size was like 12, like around, I mean, at the time, 1200 to 1500 a month kind of thing. And it just grew over time. It didn't start. It wasn't always that. And now it's probably more, I, you know, they got bought by Splunk. So I'm sure their deal sizes now are like, you know, up close to six figures average. But yeah, so I mean, there's different ways to do it. But yeah, you got to go somewhere where there's people are paying for things and then solve either solve the same problems in different ways or solve problems that aren't getting solved that are important problems or they would rank as like the top problems. I mean, it's an easy question to ask. Like you just, you're like, we would just ask like, I mean, what are your biggest, what are your biggest problems? Like, what are the biggest challenges that you have? What are the biggest time sucks that are super annoying? Like, is there anything that comes to mind? The biggest problems will come to mind. They won't really have to think about them long. They probably talk about them in like every, every day or every meeting. Uh, yeah, so like, right. that was like a lot of people would bring up like screenshots or ad QA or like whatever. They're like, it's so like, tedious, takes so much time, like manual, blah, blah, blah. So that's kind of where it, that's where we, where it came from. 
I mean, I remember on, on the trip, we literally were like, we had a totally different idea of a business. We're literally like out one night drinking on like the last day of the trip. And we're just like, I think we should do these, this other stuff that they were talking about. <laughs> like, like, I think we're just going to like change course. Cause like that seems easier to take on and like try to get something out the door. So we just decided to go that route. And, and yeah, in, instead of guessing and, <laughs> and just yeah. finding out like a year later, whether or not. Yeah, no, that's. Well, I mean, yeah, there's a lot of, it, it's tough. Like, you know, with other products that we've built, you're in really competitive spaces and maybe you don't have like, you can't find that like real kind of compelling reason why they should use you versus someone else or why, you know, they should switch to you or whatever. It's just, yeah, I mean, it's, I could talk about this. This particular topic is interesting, but we could probably talk about all the different, there's so many different scenarios of like, you know, what you can kind of look for, like even like with rigor, instead of like going in and like competing against somebody for that deal, we never were doing that. Like very rarely, it was like incumbent. So think this company has been using this product for years and years. And these are like super old school technology platforms that they're using. So like what's going to convince them to move? It's probably something like, you know, simple, like a new UI, like something that's very simple. Like those are the kind of compelling things they're going to get them to switch because they're using this old clunky software for the past like right. five years that they hate and saving them money. Cause that company is probably since they've been working with them for five years, they've been getting complacent, probably raising the pricing. They had purchased by private equity and they've raised the pricing. Like that's the kind of stuff we're running into. So it's like, how can we save these companies money and give them something easier to use? Even if it doesn't have all the features that this company has, that's been around for a million years. So that was, the, that was kind of the, the game plan, whether it was the best game plan or not, I don't know, but it worked to some extent. It worked, yeah. It worked right. to some extent. Like we grew it, you know, to multiple millions and sold to Splunk, but but yeah. That's the art. Like that's the part where it's like like I've always felt like going into a bigger market like that where there is lots of competition, it just it, if if I can figure it out, it just seems like so much easier. It's like I obviously yeah. Maybe maybe easy is the right word, but it's like yeah, it's like because then then if I if you know if I ever do have to do this again, it's like I just go find a market that's like clearly working. There's lots of competitors, and just go like go do what I've learned, and that seems repeatable. Whereas like creating a new category or like yeah, it's still hard. Like I don't know how I like. There's just so many different situations where you see kind of both sides where it like doesn't work or it does work. But like, I mean, I'm beyond like, what's his name? I'm forgetting. I'm blanking on his name right now. But the guy that started Calendly competitor fairly recently, like within the last year, what is it called? Oh, man. Now, now I'm, I don't know. Savvy Cal. Savvy Cal. Yeah. When he yeah. started that, I thought that was. Eric Reimer. Yeah. I was like, that's not, why would you do that? Because again, that's a different scenario than what I just talked about, right? You're going up against a product that's relatively new. People tend to like, you know, some people don't, right? But people tend to like, it's pretty new. They have like pretty good, like design. I know, I know they have a bunch of designers there cause I've literally worked in their office. They got a lot of designers. They're like, it's like a pretty like simple kind of clean tool. It's not like, it's like, so you're coming in, like you, you really got to find some, I mean, I just don't, he obviously has found some different things that make it compelling and it's worked. I mean, from what I hear, like it's working and he's like building a, a nice little business. But like, I just wouldn't have thought that would work because of that, you know, because Calendly's not this big clunky 
like old school company like they're and they're still like going after it and like i just like yeah get crushed. Yeah. but it's yeah. also like if you're one person it doesn't matter if you get crushed he, he's getting crushed by calendly like they're crushing him but like <laughs> from their view right like counties of i don't remember what they're like 70 million revenue or something i'm sure he's not anywhere near that right he's probably not he's well i don't think he's i have no idea but like i don't think he's yeah dollars in revenue so like i mean if you look at it from the big picture he is getting crushed but when you're a one-person company it doesn't matter if you get crushed to that extent like as long as you can build he probably would be able to build like a million multi-million dollar business and get crushed at the same time like that, <laughs> that's, pretty cool. that's pretty cool but yeah so it's cool to see that happen and like gives a different perspective on that but there's just so many situations it's hard to like there's no like black or white you know simple answers right Anyways, I do have to run here in a second because I have no idea what's going on in my business. <laughs> I have not been paying attention, so I, I probably need to, to get in there. I know that, that, that no there's good. But anyways, I'll let you go. And yeah, just let me know what's going on and happy to help if I can. Thank you. Yeah, this is super helpful. Thanks for you know yeah. all the time you spent here. And Yeah, it's good to, good to get up. Yeah, I appreciate it. Yeah, for sure. All right. Cool, man. See you, man. Yeah, have a good one. We'll, We'll talk soon.